0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data was Sabi, another Boston based championship team.
2: Welcome back to Inside the Monster, the official Red Sox podcast presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. This is the series preview for Rays. Red Sox at Fenway Park, the beginning of 17 straight AL East games for the Red Sox. A lot of tough games coming up here. But before we talk about the games coming up here, it is time for the pitching matchups. And that means it's time for Joey Capone.
3: Okay, the Sox come back home to start a hugely important chapter of the season. Game 1 is going to be between Jalen Beeks and was Michael Waka up until a couple of minutes ago. It is now Austin Davis. Uh, Jalen Beeks will serve as an opener in the 4th of July game, which he has done in three of his last four appearances. Over that span, he has posted a 7-3-6 ERA uh, and a 5-1-1 ERA across all of June. He throws a fastball and a changeup with the occasional slider, but he's always, all but given up on his cutter. Uh, that fastball does generate a lot of swings and misses and is a big part of the reason that he is in the 90th percentile in strikeout percentage. Big Fudge comes in for his second start of the year. Through 27 relief appearances and that one start, he has a 2.45 ERA and a whip of 1.29. Opponents are hitting 2.14 against him at home, and he has 20 strikeouts in his 15 innings at Fenway. He allowed just one hit and no runs in his two innings against the Rays earlier this year. Game two is going to be between Jeffrey Springs and Nick Pavetta. Springs started this season out of the pen. He has now made 10 starts for the Rays. He did not allow a single run in his eight relief appearances. He now has a 2.68 ERA as a starter. He throws a four seamer changeup in a slider with a pretty even pitch distribution. He's throwing his fastball much less than in years prior. It averages just 91 miles an hour and comes with an expected slug of 5-5-2. Look out for that. And Nick Pavetta is from the small town of Canada. His last outing was in his hometown. He allowed two in six innings on five hits, which brought his June ERA to 2.25. He is He's yet to pitch against the Rays this year. He had a 1-3 record against the Rays last year. Uh, but that was while allowing seven runs in 21 innings. Now, game three is a double TBD special, but we got to assume Michael Waka is probably going to be at the tail end of this, being that they're moving him from Monday, unless there's an IL stint that we don't know about yet. So, um, if that is the case, you should know that Waka, against his former team is going against his former team. He rounded out June with a 303 ERA, bringing him to 269 on the year with a 398 FIP. His last start against this Rays club came back in April, where he allowed two in five innings on three hits. And that is going to do it for your pitching preview.
2: Steve? Phenomenal job, as always, Joey, with the pitching preview. It is time for your weather update. Who would we say this was brought to you by? Uh, Somebody's Bubblegum. It's a very important bubblegum company. Ed's Bubblegum? Oh, I think. I think the real sponsor is going to be Matt. I don't think it's Ed's, but we'll go with Ed's. All right. This week's is brought to you by Ed's Bubblegum. Chew it and pop it. Chew it and pop it. First game is at one thirty-five on 4th of July day. They have a 4th of July beach towel giveaway. That's wonderful. What? You will probably need that at the beach on Monday, if you're going to be there. But if you're at the ballpark, it's 81 degrees around first pitch. It is going to be a hot one at the old ball yard at Fenway Park. Game two, July 5th. It is going to be around 70 degrees in first pitch. 70% chance of rain Ugh. on Tuesday night. Rain showers in the evening will evolve into a more steady rain Overnight, So watch out for some rain issues on Tuesday. Wednesday's another 7-10 game we're looking at around mid-60s for first pitch. Rain will not be an issue, but watch out for that Tuesday game for the rain. Joey and I will be back at Fenway. It's another one of these stretches. I hate these, like, long road trip, long homestand, long home trip, long homestand. Not a huge fan of that, where it feels like we haven't been at Fenway in half a month, because I think it's, like, almost true. So... It'll be nice to get back to Fenway Park, but looking at this series, Joey, looking mm-hmm. at the Red Sox Rays series. One thing that jumped out to me watching this Cub series mm-hmm. on the old uh Nesson station was they said the Red Sox are 0-7 and 0 in series against the AL East this year, oh, which my. is just it's honestly stunning that they have the top wild card spot in a competitive American League when you're 0-7 and 0 against your own division, not in games in series. Yeah. That is a lot of losses. So, I'm kind of stunned the Red Sox have been able to pull this off, but somehow they gained ground on the Blue Jays after the Sox only won one game against the Cubs at Wrigley and that's cuz the Jays just kept losing to the Rays. They got swept. So, Damn. shout out to the Sox for gaining ground. Hell yeah. After Having the first wild card spot heading into the Cubs series. They leave that series. They leave Wrigley. They come back home still in that top wild card spot. But my goodness, is it now bunched up? They have a half game yeah. lead on the Toronto Blue Jays, a one game lead on the Tampa Bay Rays, who are in town. And Joey, I, I think we can't underestimate, we can't understate. The value of the stretch that's coming up here. I know it's a 17 straight against the AL East, but I kind of want to look at it like these two weeks. Mm -hmm. I want to look at it as these Rays Yankees games, like leading into the All Star break. So that's what? That's 14 games leading into the All Star break against only the Rays and the Yankees. It goes Rays Yankees at Fenway and then Rays Yankees on the road. And I don't want to, I want to ask you first. Mm -hmm. When we're, we're getting to L.A. that Saturday. Uh, we're going to Sox-Yankees at Yankee Stadium on that Friday, uh, two mm-hmm. Fridays from now. And Ooh, I get and tickets. then we're <laughs> – what's up? Oh, I got to get tickets. Oh, it's cutting it close. Keep going. And then we're flying out to L.A. Uh, for that Saturday of All-Star events and beyond. What record would you be satisfied with for the Red Sox over the next 14 games? I mean, anything short of fourteen and zero is a failure. I agree, uh, and let's move on. Now, yep. what realistically, where do you think they need to be record-wise? And we'll just we'll just add these games to their because I want us to collectively come up with a win total that mm-hmm. we want them to at least be at by the All Star break.
3: I think I think nine and five feels really good. Um, I guess I'm I'm not really factoring in the fact that there's two series against the Yankees.
2: Yeah, those guys are, are pretty good over there.
3: Uh, yeah. And and I think also I'm dismissing the Rays a little bit because they weren't as good as they were expected to be. They were kind of expected to be the Yankees. So or like, you know, it, it this whole division was supposed to be a lot closer to what to, to the Yankees. Um and I think also that like the Blue Jays is who you're technically battling with. It's a little easy to be like, well yeah, and the Rays are back there too it's like no yeah. they're they're right
2: there. It's it's like you said it's a game. It's a game right now. Um god. I think the easy answer for like the lowest area we want them at
3: mm-hmm. and
2: considering it not bad is 8 and 6. Yeah. Yeah. Which is 52 and 41 at the break. Which my goodness, folks, if you had told us at 10 and 19 that they would potentially be 52 and 41 at the All-Star break? Of course we would have taken that. Let me do some math. Say some words, Joey. I'm doing math.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm trying not to think of it as a clump of games and trying to think of them as individual games. Eight and six would, of course, feel good. But, you know, coming off of the June that just happened, it's like you just almost automatically expect, like, oh, yeah, 14 games. Like, they can go 10 and four. But... Against the Yankees, I don't even know what this team looks like against the Yankees. Because you saw them so long ago. And the Rays, too. I mean, the Rays has been since April as well. So, I just don't know how these teams match up right now. I know that the Yankees are unstoppable. The Yankees are allergic to losing. And I know that the Sox are coming off of an amazing part of their season and going through a little bit of a rougher patch the last two series. So... 8 and 6 8 and 6
2: would be good. I would be okay if they went 500. I would be okay if they went 7 and 7 over these. I think our target should be 8 and 6. And I like 8 and 6. Anyone at home was, "Oh, you know, they they've shown a lot in June. They had almost the greatest month. It took until seeing Justin's tweet, Sox Notes, that I realized if the Red Sox won game 2 against the Blue Jays, that they would have had the highest winning percentage in a month in team history. <laughs> that was the difference that mm-hmm. that blown game in the ninth was the difference between the Red Sox having it and then having like the fifth highest or something, which doesn't sound as great. So at the Sox go eight and six, that would put them at 52 and 41 for the season heading into the all-star break, which is 42 and 22 since starting 10 and 19. That would be 20 games over 500 since we recorded that, depressing as hell episode after they got swept by the Chicago White Sox at Fenway Park in early May. So I'm I'm 8-6. I think 8-6 and six is the target. Anything more than that, job well done. If you go 9-5 against a very hot Rays team and a Yankees team that's on pace to have 117 wins this year, I will totally take that. And then, Joey, I think that makes it It makes that Jays series a little bit easier to head into Mm -hmm. uh, considering a it's at Fenway. I have to look I have to double check every time now with the Red Sox and Blue Jays to make sure we have the location, right? But considering that you're, you're coming off of that at Tampa at New York, and then you get home against the Jays, the guardians and the Brewers before another road trip. So you get a lot of home games, you get all home games to close out July After the all-star game on July 19th. So give me eight and six. I I can live with that. And you got to start winning some series against AL East teams. I think it's as simple as that. It's if you want to just break it down to an even simpler degree, win series against AL East teams and everything else will take care of itself.
3: Over that stretch too, in which these, the Sox have these uh, 14 games against the Rays and the Yankees think it's important to keep in mind what the Blue Jays schedule looks like. Yeah. You know, knowing that, you know, 8 and 6 for them is almost a given here. Uh they are going to play 3 against the Athletics, 4 against the Mariners, 2 against the Phillies, 4 against the Royals. So, uh Sox need to
2: go 10 and 4 in the next <laughs> 14. <laughs>
3: yeah, so I mean, I think this is a part of the of the schedule where you have to just focus on yourself, you know. Going eight and six against these tough teams is going to be awesome, but it's you almost have to expect like, hey, the Jays are going to probably make up some ground here. This is a part of their schedule
2: where they're expecting to get wins, you know. <sighs> the Jay yeah, I, I hear you. The Jays are such a weird one, man. I feel like anytime I the anytime anytime I play the Blue Jays, like it's mm-hmm. not easy. Anytime the Red Sox go up against the Jays it feels like it's the toughest matchup of the year. And then when you see them on MLB Network or they throw it back to TC for an in-game update, the Jays are just getting pummeled by, like, everybody. So I, I don't... That's a weird team. I think they got a lot of chest-out guys that, you know, that are, I don't want to say me-first guys, that, but that are very cocky and self-confident and just kind of assume they're going to win. And then when things don't don't go, poor, don't go well, rather... I don't know how that's going to end up in Toronto. You barely mm-hmm. missed the playoffs last year. You're already underperforming this year. Interesting team. Obviously, all season we knew we were going to keep a close eye on them, but it's hard to pin them down as a specific thing when they're playing the kind of ball they are and they just got swept by the Rays.
3: Yeah, but I mean, not looking at the whole season, but I mean, just this stretch.
2: You know, just here.
3: Oh, no, but I I'm saying that to, say that to say that, like, I wouldn't
2: be... What if they go 500 mm-hmm. against these teams? I wouldn't be stunned just because, like, the Blue really? Jays are so weird. Like, I'd be surprised, but it's just that they... When you told me that Gosman had, like, a 5 ERA in the last month heading up to the Red Sox start, I didn't even believe mm-hmm. it. I, I'm like, that there's that's impossible. So... I don't know. Even looking – and then when we broke down Bichette's numbers, I'm like, these aren't impressive. Like, it's all no. these guys. So, I, I don't know. It's a it's a weird team. The Rays, on the other hand, always find ways to do it. They're easily uh, the top most annoying team that the Red Sox have to deal with, like, ever. I mean, they were annoying when they were the Devil Rays, and now they somehow are seven games over 500 and have a, a three-game winning streak heading into Fenway. So, we'll see what this – Matchup. I know I I want to target that Pavetta one. I want to target that Pavetta start. I think a potential spot in the all-star game is on the line for Nick Pavetta in Tuesday's game against the Rays. And Mm. I don't know how much those guys look into that. If I know Nick Pavetta like I think I do, I can promise you he's thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And to know that that's on the line, how does that make you feel? Does it give you a little extra motivation? Does it add more pressure? Let's say like if you're throwing out a first pitch at a Cape League game, I don't know what it does Unrivaled for him. pressure. I know, but I hope it gives him a little extra boost. Even though he doesn't need it, he's been so filthy in his last 11, 12 starts that if he can go another, what, six, seven, two earned, you're kind of asking for a bit there. But if, if he can do that, guy's got a chance to go to the All-Star game. And you got him and Connor Seabold for two relievers that very soon we're not on the phillies after they got him so i what a great trade by Haim. and i want nick Pavetta in the all star game damn it
3: yeah no he he belongs there man i um i just was looking at what the rays july looks like as well just cuz i think these are these are important to keep eyes on you know that we're going through a really tough stretch what are these other other teams doing uh <laughs> this is wild dude so obviously socks coming up they go through the month of July. Rays go socks, Reds, socks, Orioles, Royals, Orioles again. Jeez. So, I mean, just about as easy as it can be for them. Uh, I, this really looks like a stretch where you got to tread some water a little bit. You know, you got to expect that the people around you are going to be winning a lot. So uh, these names matter a little bit more
2: knowing that every team, Mm. the Red Sox play the rest of July is over 500. And that has not been the case for a little while now. That was not the case, obviously with the Tigers, with the A's, with the angels, the Mariners, the A's again, the Reds, the Orioles, Orioles are actually not that bad. It, It makes losing to the Orioles a little more tolerable when they're not miserable. So, that's, that's what you're looking at if you're the Red Sox. You got Rays, Yankees, Rays, Yankees, Jays, Guardians, Brewers. All good teams. And mm-hmm. most of those are at home, which helps. You only have seven of those on the road. The rest are at home. I think seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 30, 40, 50, 50, 50, 50. It's like 17 at home. So win the games at home, win series on the road. Even if you split in Tampa, it's not the end of the world. But we're looking at eight and six over the next 14. That is what we are targeting to be satisfied fully, I mean, obviously, ten and four, nine and five would be great. But if they go eight and six, they're in a very good position heading into the All Star Game. Get a little break, guys like Bogey, Story. Some of these guys need need a break. And JD got one in in Chicago on Sunday. He still looks like he needs. He's going to need a break. Ideally, he can have a good series. I thought he was going to hit a moon bomb in Chicago. Did not happen. So JD is going to have to get out of the slump. Bogey's going to have to get out of the slump and get healthy. I know he got spiked in, in Chicago on Sunday. And that leaves us, Joey, unless you mm. had something else to mention here. I wanted us to rank the July 4th fits that the Red Sox tweeted out.
3: Absolutely, The I'm red, white, and I, blue
2: Sox tweet. You I see that? Even, I haven't even seen them all. I've this is good that you're going to be also. going into it blind, actually. Ooh. Okay. All right. So we got to go. They tweeted four images. You got, (laughs) I know.
3: Oh, man, Maddie Strom.
2: I know, Stromboli. I know.
3: Oh, man, that's awesome.
2: You got, you got Maddie Strom. You got Schreiber, Schreiber. I always, I don't know why I always, well, it's because the E, the I should be first in Schreiber. Mm -hmm. That's what throws me off every time. Stromboli, Schreiber, Plowecki, and our boy, Christian Arroyo. So, Joey, if you're going four to one, what do you got?
3: Four to one?
2: I highly recommend, if you're listening at home, look at the tweet that the Red Sox put out yeah. on Sunday at 8 27 p.m. Red, white, and blue Sox. It is a gem. I'm going Schreiber in fourth. Okay. Uh, then Plowiecki.
1: <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> oh,
3: God, that's so tough. <laughs> Oh, Strom looks ridiculous. If you're looking at this, <laughs> his the he's wearing a Captain America costume, but it's like definitely like the cheapest part of the city. It's, yeah, too, it's small too small. It's too yeah, small. His, his arms are too long and the face mask is way too small on his face. Oh <laughs> uh, God. But Christian Arroyo looks oh
2: man. Alright, I'm gonna go with strom at two, Christian at one. It's it's a great pick. I, I, I think only thing I'm flipping, I got Ploiecki for just because of the white tee. I think he could have convinced me of like a, a two spot with the right tee on, but he's just got a mm-hmm. white t-shirt. I kind of want a little mm-hmm. more there. I got Schreiber at three. He's got the Murica hat on. He's wearing everything's got a flag on it. Pants, shirt, hat. I respect that. And uh, yeah, I got Strom at two. Christian Arroyo is like a July 4th dad. (laughs) He's basically. Is that what he's going for? I don't want to be like, wait a second. He was clearly going for something else. But I don't think so. I don't really fully know what's going on here. I think that's just like a 4th of July dad. He's got the stars on one side, the stripes on the other. But I got to say, with the Strom one, (laughs) imagine if he had just gone like full on deluxe, like really. (laughs) legit, ca- I've seen some legit, like, my older brother Dan is is so into, like, spending a good amount of coin on, like, a, a costume, and he's done a Captain America one before that's, like, the real metal shield and everything. If any of these guys had done that, let's be real, they got the coin for it, then they would have been in first place. Strom, I just can't put you in first when you got half your arms sticking out, and that mask is <laughs> suffocating his face.
3: It's so funny. I love... I love Matt Strom because you definitely you know that like they were definitely like hey let's go like all America for mm. for the bus or the plane you know let's yeah. like America it out and he was like oh I got something for you I'll show I you America.
2: something yeah
3: yeah I already packed it brother I already got it with me
2: I I respect the costume element I mm-hmm. just think that Christian Arroyo wins for creativity and execution because. He's got like looks like a speaker. Yeah, I was gonna say that's not shocking that he is
3: like the clubhouse music guy.
2: Yeah, he he definitely gives off clubhouse music guy vibes and funniest guy potentially mm-hmm. and most creative. Christian Arroyo, you are the winner of best fourth of July fit on the Red Sox. All right. And now let's cut to our interview with Christian Arroyo,
3: where we talk to him <laughs> and present him his award.
2: We should yep. we should get an award for this actually, yeah. And just have give that be him, a give him a ring thing.
3: right now. I'm just glad, at
2: night. Joey. I'm glad that obviously you want you know want the Sox to win every game. But I always think about this on getaway days when there's like a costume or like there's like a theme. It's got to be a lot different if you lose. Like going into it, you know, okay, we got the Fourth of July theme coming up. Might as well win the game. I wonder if Cora, he probably does. He probably does use it as a little bit of motivation. Like you better not lose and then walk out of here and all this. USA stuff. You look like an idiot. Remember,
3: there was that uh there's that trip leaving Baltimore last year, or no, it was leaving DC.
2: Or it was no, going uh, Baltimore to DC. No, it was leaving Baltimore to DC. Yeah, yeah, and they had just lost a really brutal game to the Orioles. They lost the series, and they needed mm-hmm. to then sweep the Nats, which they did. But it was a rookie hazing, I believe. Not hazing a rookie, whatever, no. whatever, whatever, whatever the hell something you want to call else. it. else. Definitely not hazing. Um, and they made him dress up in like diapers, I believe, or something like that. Then they have like I- baby stuff on uh no it was not hazing and it was not
3: that they all wore uh something normal steve right what they no i mean they didn't you're right you're absolutely right yeah no uh that that's what it was but uh they were like oh we're not gonna do it because you know we just got swept and it doesn't yeah right that would have been it. It wouldn't and, have been bad. It wouldn't have been a good idea to do it. Well, but, no, actually, no. I, happened, I, don't, I don't disagree. What happened what? was Cora was like, "No, we're not doing that. Like, we're not skipping it,"
2: which I respect. Yeah, he oh, was. Oh, you're like, talking about last year. You had it. me mixed up with this year and last year. I don't know what yeah, you're. Yeah, uh, no, Oh, it was so- last year. This was the no, I, I, knew, no, I, I know it was last year. I didn't know yes. if you're talking about July 4th. Or if you I know what you're saying, no. Joey. Damn it. Yes. What I'm saying is that
3: they had an exact instance that you're talking about where they were like, oh, we lost. Maybe we shouldn't wear our funny things. And Cora was like, no, wear the funny things. Damn it. We're having a fun time. You're going to get in the car. We're going to have a fun road trip. And then they did.
2: But if it's like the rookie treatment thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that needs to be a win or a loss. Like I, I think the win matters, but it's still like you're going to wear this regardless type of deal. If it's a team-wide fun thing, mm-hmm. it might be tough if you're coming off a loss. It gives similar vibes to when we do this show on a on a loss day. It's tough. It, it changes the vibes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I remembered
3: the whole team going out in their underwear. Is that what it was?
2: I don't know if the whole team did, but maybe. Maybe it was some of them. Well, it wasn't like it wasn't clarified by anybody, but either way, Christian Arroyo. How about as the best best 4th of July fit of any of these guys. That'll do it for our series preview. Rays Red Sox at Fenway Park, kicking off on the 4th of July. Going to be a fun week at Fenway. Every night is a big game. I know we still got a couple months left in the season, but playoff ram- ramifications postseason Vibes mm. in summertime at Fenway you need it you only won one in Chicago we need the team to go at least eight and six over the next 14. Joey any closing thoughts here go socks fireworks just be a little shorter be a little shorter
3: get together with your family and cook food outside would you
2: Eat some food and watch some fireworks with you. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Next you will hear from us is after this Rays series, late Wednesday. Go Sox, kid.